from the Denver Convention Center in the Mile High City. It's tips today in public safety. Brought to you by Nina, the 911 Association, and APN, the Avaya Podcast Network. Now here's your host, ENP Mark Fletcher. Hey, it's Fletcher with the Avaya Podcast Network. Welcome to Today in Public Safety. We're here live at the Nina 2015 at the Denver Convention Center, sitting down with uh, ENP Dan Wilson. Dan, how are you? Fine, Fletch. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you've been, uh, so we, we contract you into booth duty this week up on the floor. Well, you contracted me to two days, all day booth duty, and we didn't spring for the chairs in the booth. So thank you for that. <laughs> Thinking about you. You know, I have chairs down here. Yes, I noticed. <laughs> they were supposed to be in the booth. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But uh, they just made it down here. You know, hey, we're on a tight budget. What can I tell you? So you're here showing off the iLocate product with uh, in the booth today, something that enables uh, some SMS multimedia to the Peace app. We are. It's, I think, somebody something everybody understands. Uh, people know that with their smartphone, um, they could establish their location. I have my smartphone, and if I allow it, my wife knows where my, I am based on the smartphone, and I could see where my kids are. And people expect that kind of technology with a 911 call and they're amazed that with a 911 call they don't have access to that capability for location accuracy and there's been a number of tragedies in the news this year alone where location accuracy could have saved a life. So what we've done is we've we've kind of enabled an over-the-top application-less type environment because it's easy if you have an app on the smartphone. The smartphone can start intelligently talking to a back end. But the problem is, is people don't have apps preloaded on their smartphones. You can't expect somebody to, oh, I'm going to go have an emergency today. Let me put the app on my phone, Uh, let alone having the wherewithal to use it when you actually have the emergency. Right. Uh, Even if they did pre-download an app in anticipation that they may need to dial 911 someday, we know, in fact, in the time of emergency, they're not going to start scrolling through their pages on their iPhone to see which folder that's in. They're not even going to necessarily remember they had an app. What are they going to do? They're going to do what they were trained to do since they were a very little child. They're going to call 911. The fact that our location accuracy is established without an app, the fact that we open this over-the-top data channel for other interactions can be done without an app makes it very valuable. Yeah, so how, how does that all actually work? Oh, I don't know. I'm just pointing <laughs> out in the booth. You just read the paper that you've been told. So the um, 911 emergency telecommunicator, the call taker, gets the Annie of the call, the caller ID, if you will, of the caller. So once the call taker has that caller ID, they can reach out using via technology to that 911 caller by way of an SMS text message. So the 911 caller can allow that two-way communication by clicking on a link. And once they click on that link, we have that over-the-top data channel established. And we almost instantaneously have their location accurate to uh, meters in many cases. So that's established right away. And that is a big part of the response. 
And, and we've, this is technology that we use in commercial contact centers. So when I call United Airlines and there's an unexpected long period of wait in the queue um, and they recognize my cell phone number um, and they recognize I have a premium status, they'll send me an instant message back um, that will lead me through an online you know, help environment to where I can do what I'm looking to do. Um, so this is really standard technology that in a commercial space we've deployed years ago and we've just kind of repurposed it for 911 use. We've repurposed it in a creative way to work within the confines of the legacy 911 system, which is, you know, 40 years old. So we figured out a way to work within the existing 911 network but over the top add these value-added services like location discovery and two-way data communications. So yeah, once we've got the location sucked in, um, you know, what can, we, what can we do from an interaction standpoint on the phone? Well, we found, for example, uh, we had in New York some escaped convicts. You might have noticed that on the news. So there, uh, sometimes we get um, told about, you know, People that call 911, there's a creepy guy out front, looks a little bit like Mark Fletcher, and <laughs> um, they're not sure. So there's no good way today to communicate photos via the 911 system. I could send you a photo in a matter of seconds, iPhone to iPhone, iPhone to email, but the 911 call taker is not equipped to accept a photo in that way. Once we have that data channel over the top established via the text message, they could literally, the 911 caller could literally take a picture, hit send, and it would uh, end up in the call taker's window. So they can look at that picture, identify the individual, and any other reason why the 911 caller would want to show what's going on on their location via photograph. Yeah, and also they could they could share information from the 911 center out to the caller, um, such as a you know a, a graphic in sh showing you how to do the Heimlich maneuver or a, even a video. Yep, we are demonstrating with one push of a button from the call taker uh, that image is sent to the 911 caller on their smartphone. Heimlich maneuver example. We're actually sending a link that shows live video, and our uh, police stations, our 911 customers are coming up with the best ideas for this. This is what they do every day. So they say, hey, what about this? And we say, sure, it's just another uh, information. Can we, can we send this caller a, a photo? Yes. Can the caller send us a photo? Yes. If the cell phone is capable like an Android device, we could uh, engage in two-way live video with them over WebRTC. So imagine the power of that when there's a disaster or an emergency going on and the call taker could see live video of that event if it's safe for the caller to start establishing that live video. Sure, and that's all situational awareness. It could be once it's collected in the public safety network using FirstNet, you could push this out to the first responders. Um, so, you know, SWAT teams, emergency response teams, they've got that visual situational awareness either on the way to the incident or while they're there on scene, uh, kind of crowdsourcing um, the information that's there. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep, yeah, no, so fantastic. So what, what's the feedback been? A lot of interest? A lot of interest. When can we have it? <laughs> can, we, can we get this now? And tell them we're engaging in a, in a proof of concept with the, with the 911 Center and a police station in New Jersey, and they say, uh, can we be involved in that proof of concept? Uh, how do we find out the status of this? And also, uh, we've opened up 
lines of communication where they can give us uh, some feedback, some suggestions, uh, you know, what we need at ours and can you do this. Uh, they would like APIs to work with some existing applications they have and, and that's what we would like to do. We don't, we're not interested in forcing the 911 Center to install a new app or a new uh, completely different window on their desktop. We want to work with their existing technology and we're certainly not interested in having the 911 caller have to pre-install an app. Yeah, and this, again, this is kind of ubiquitous, sits over the top, doesn't matter what you've got for a call-taking platform, because it just takes the ante of the of the inbound caller and the position ID of who's got that call, does its interaction with the with the caller and, and interacts with that workstation, no matter what technology is there. I think that's the beauty of this whole thing. That is. That's that's why we're seeing such interest. Yeah, no, thanks. Sitting down with Dan Wilson, who's an ENP out of our New York office and a uh, public safety specialist. Thank you very much for your uh, dedication in the industry. And uh, thanks for babysitting the Avaya booth upstairs. Yeah, Fletch said sitting down with Dan Wilson. Fletch is sitting down. Dan's standing. <laughs> he didn't splurge for the extra chair. Yeah, well, it, it's all about the budget. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks, Dan. The preceding podcast has been brought to you by the Avaya Podcast Network. Executive producer, Jean Torjon, a.k.a. JT. Our program and creative director is Fletch. And the APN legal correspondent is attorney Martha Beyer. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Avaya underscore APN. And visit avaya.com slash APN on the web, where you can download all of our content. For the Avaya Podcast Network, this is Spider Harrison, the official voice dude of APN. The preceding content is copyrighted by the Avaya Podcast Network. Broadcast or retransmission is permitted with attribution. Your actual mileage may vary. Batteries are not included. I'm a professional announcer on a closed course. Do not try this at home.